0: On an emerging generation of kings. Hallelujah. Let's go to a couple of questions before I go into uh preaching exhortation today. See whether you like it or not, you're gonna do big things this year. And yeah. there's some of you that are not saying amen because you're like, mm, it's not for people like me, you will do big things this year. Yeah. Then you remember that I said you're going to do big things this year. Are you ready for that? All right, so somebody us said, um, what do you advise, sir, with respect to giving a of If you have questions, you can write them down. If we have time in the service or in the second service, we're going to take some more questions, but they are just about four with me here. Uh, One of them says, What do you advise with respect to giving according to what someone can afford as opposed to what most generally admonish? That is in line with giving beyond what you can afford. Very good question. The first thing I want to say to that person is I answered it in second service last week, right? I gave you different kinds of giving, different kinds of seeds. Who remembers? Okay, let's do tests. What are the four different kinds of seeds? Scheduled. Structured. No matter what happens, you give it, right? Number two, spontaneous. The Lord can lead you or there's an emergency. There's a, a need. So for example, if you're driving by on the road and there's an accident and they need to get an ambulance, that's not the time to start thinking, do I have money or not, right? Are you here? <laughs> because... I mean common sense and human brain says to you that there's an urgency so that's spontaneous okay what's number three seasonal seeds so there are seeds that are seasonal there are cycles in every space you belong to so for example you're supposed to honor your parents regularly in the course of the year depending on the ability that that you have right? Um, But if your dad is turning 60 or 70, that seed needs to be different. It needs to be different. Right. It's not your regular season. So that's a seasons in the season of his life, or sometimes you're in the season of your life. You're turning twenty-five, you're turning thirty. You want a memorial uh, presentation, offering, sacrificial seed, something that's significant, or maybe you're getting married, what kind of project that's seasonal, or in the house we're doing projects, we want to buy property. That's a season is good to see you, Bola, Right. Pardon? Gibola. Let's celebrate gibola, uh Fabo-me. This morning. By the way, let me just tell you something. Jeevala was the person that actually brought right? that broke Bemiga. Bemiga came first? Bemiga, okay. So Jibala was actually the person that brought them. They are all siblings, but she lives in Abuja. That's why we don't get to see her often. Please, can you celebrate her with some, some more energy? right so seasons of your life you can say when i'm turning 30 i want to give god my first 10 million millionaire." you can see this and no, i've never made one million calm down you will make it amen in fact you attract. attracted just one of the things i want to do this one i don't want big things to look big to you i want them to look significant but not intimidating you have to shift from seeing big things as intimidating to symbolic or significant. Why? There is nothing so big that God gets terrified. And you have the nature of God. So, why should big money intimidate you? Why should big projects intimidate you? Why should you not see yourself being an available vessel or a steward for big opportunities? Somebody say, Why not me? Why say loud and say, Why not me? Why say, Dammy, why not you? God will use people to give a million dollars to kings. Why not me? God will use people to sponsor widows and their welfare. Why not me? God is going to use somebody to take care of one thousand orphans. Why not me? God is going to use someone to get the gospel into Pakistan. Why not me? So it's like no, I want to take gospel to Canada, to Toronto. Even though I'm not the man from Toronto right so those are seasonal seeds and then the fourth one is what spirit instructed so this is where the distinction comes what that person is asking is how do i move beyond or how do i balance giving based on my ability and going beyond what you have ability to give based on your current experience should be in what what kind of seat should it be in your structured seeds your schedule seeds So when it says, and I I showed us, I think, two weeks ago, it said, let each man give according to that which God has prospered him. That place is speaking about, as your income increases, increase your scheduled seed. So you stayed off in the job market, you got a job that was paying you 100,000 there. And maybe your offering was five hundred naira. You did your portions. Everybody go to listen to that message. You did your portions. Okay, my offering will be five hundred naira. I'm giving my 10%, ten percent. That's ten thousand naira. So first Sundays in the year, two thousand naira. My uh, percentage ten thousand. That's twelve thousand naira. Right? When my offering, when my income increases to two hundred and fifty thousand naira, my human mind will want to keep giving uh, five hundred naira. I hope you know that. Yes, sir. Because that excess translates to my flesh as more leeway for enjoyment. But God says, I always want to be a part of your life. So any enjoyment that does not factor me in will increase the flesh quotient in your life and contaminate the blessing I'm given to you. So what then do you do to that person who's asking, um, how do I separate that? So you have that structured seed first so that your subconscious mind is used to always giving god something then open up to the holy spirit if there is a need in the house, many times those needs may come spontaneously. But what happens sometimes is maybe we've announced it before, and we hardly do that. It's only big things that we announce, right? But we've announced it before you're not in that service, and then you happen to show up in that service and you feel a prompting in your heart, in your heart, that's an opportunity to go beyond what you've already said before. Are you here? Or there is such a prophetic moment in a service. And you just sense it. The pastor didn't even say go extra or give extra. But you just sense it and perceive it. You stretch. Can I ask with a show of hands, how many of you have stretched before and God blew your mind a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months after? Just, just look around and see those. Be proud, be proud of that, be proud of that. Don't worry, your reward in heaven will not be reduced because they are showing your hand. We're saying demonstrate the goodness of God. Stretch right so that's one way another way is one of the things I'll be teaching today or preaching today is that sometimes don't wait for God to tell you to do it. you just do it because I know sometimes we're always hiding on that is it God's will or not the Bible says everywhere he went he was doing good <laughs> so sometimes just go out of your way and do it right be bold how many of you are aware that there is no record in the bible that when david saw goliath and god said to david my son 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 god doesn't have a speech disorder i hope you know that <laughs> i hope you know that i times when god speaks it sounds like it's your own voice Right? Because spirits need the license of a human being to express themselves fully on earth. That's why, even when the devil is tempting you, he doesn't go, eh, eh me let you. Oh, let me let you. <laughs> it's not dramatic. Your temptations sound like your voice. Isn't that so? Yeah. It's once in a while that you might just hear a uh, funny voice. You're driving and telling me like, jump into the water now, now, now. That's the devil. Because the people that jumped into the water in the Bible were the pigs. They were Right? They were possessed by the demons. And they ran into the water. The other water things that you see, they either walked through it or they were baptized in it. God never drowns you in the water. He drowns the flesh symbolic baptism, the old life, but it doesn't destroy you. So that's why he said, when you go through the waters, they will not overflow you. That's actually somebody's word in this in this service. Right? So I think that answers the question. You stretch by faith. You can also stretch, stretch by choice. I decide to do it. Let me tell you one of the ways to grow. One of the ways, and I shared a little bit of it uh, last week when I was talking about my wife and I and our uh, honeymoon, And how we have spent quite an amount of money. And I said to her, the biggest part of our budget is going to be our honeymoon. It was a decision. Our honeymoon cost us millions. And this almost 10 years ago. Nine years ago, almost. Right? It was a decision. I'm not saying to you that God said to me at the age of 17, you will go into Maldives. (laughs) Maldives. Right? It's not... The Bible never tells us that God spoke to David and said, David, arise and kill Goliath, which means that sometimes God leads you by showing you opportunities. In the case of Moses, we know God said, Moses, why are you crying to me? Lift the rod. God said to Moses, cast that down. We know in another instance, uh, uh, cast down the rod and became a serpent, pick it up, put your hands in your bosom, became leprous, spread it out and, or whatnot. We also know that God led David in a significant way When he uh it just occurred to me that when I said I saw my spiritual father yesterday, some people don't even know who that is. Okay, Pastor Paul Adifarasi, for those who are just joining Kings. (laughs) Right. Now, um, we know that also in David's life that he said at some point, should I pursue? Should I overtake? Should I recover? All right, right? Now, he asked. But in the case of Goliath, he did not need to ask. There are some needs you don't need to wait for us to point out before you solve them. Oh, y'all together. It's like going to your parents' house and there's a lot of plates, dirty plates in the kitchen. They now go and say, Mommy, do you think I should help you wash the plates? do you think mommy will say do you think finish full stop <laughs> do you think <laughs> no don't worry <laughs> don't wash it though as a matter of fact he say, mommy do you think I should wash your place either I say do you think or now wash right so there are certain things that are just common sense Common sense. The Bible says if you see a brother in need and it's in your power to do good, you don't need to be led. You have been led by the written word. Don't wait for an epic moment. Right? So, if someone has been wearing the same shirt or same shoes, you've noticed it. It's not a prayer point if you have an extra shoe, it's an action point. <laughs> you don't need to pray about it if you have an extra shoe. Right? People are like, hey, we're not ready for this conversation. All right. Let me take another question, then we are go into the word uh, In the workplace or religious space where sometimes boldness or being assertive in bracket while maintaining respect for the other can be counted as being out of line or as a dishonor of superiors, leaders, how would you advise such a person to handle this type of situation? Remain bold or just go with what's being demanded which might be restraining from from being bolder? It's a very good question. But I also answered it on Wednesday when I said, boldness is what? This is why it's good to be doing reviews and interaction. You just think people have absorbed it. I gave you four or five things before I went into four or five things in engaging boldness. Boldness is... Boldness is, okay, let me give you the the, uh, lead line. Boldness is attractive. Boldness is disruptive. I think what we're going to do in this service is listen to that message again. (laughs) Even if you can't remember, I sure you look into your... (laughs) Were you in the service? We can't hear what you guys are saying. Somebody, give give somebody a microphone, sir. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Boldness is attractive. Boldness is disruptive. Boldness with wisdom is productive. Boldness applied at the right time is effective. Boldness applied consistently at the right time is constructive.
0: So this question, has it been answered by those five? The question is in a circle where um, there are certain demands and where boldness might be seen as Um, an affront or taking things into your hands and all of that how do you navigate that has the question been answered there under what? boldness with wisdom wisdom now if you are a docile passive person right docile and passive person um, people are doing stuff, you are not an active contributor, or you're seen to be self centered, or only support the things that you're interested in, or to play along the lines of your own personal prejudices. Then all of a sudden, you now I want to do something daring. I expect everybody to cheer you up. Does it make sense? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I think that sometimes what happens is the need to, or the desire to kill Goliath without having, first of all, taking care of the sheep. So, all of a sudden, you want people to heal you in killing Goliath. When one we ask you to pack sheep poop, you're like, no, I'm bigger than that. All right, no problem. Are you getting that? Or um, you just want to go and kill Goliath and you're not going to ask Saul for permission to kill Goliath. And even though David did not wear Saul's armor, because I'm not wired to wear your armor. You're the tallest man in Israel. I'm one of the shortest boys in Israel, perhaps. We don't know David's height, <laughs> right, but we know his age. If I wear your armor, it will be counterproductive. I'm not, the reason I'm not wearing your armor is not because I'm being disrespectful. The reason I'm wearing your armor is I respect you too much to wear your armor and still fall your hand because of your armor. right but guess what the issue there is if your heart is right they may not always support what you're doing but you will know that I've done everything I need to do and you have a track record a track record that's the important thing I want to say there wisdom is the ability to apply the right kind of knowledge at the right time the right way that's wisdom so imagine somebody right now, maybe one of the music scene people they'll never do it, but the person comes on stage and because it's hot, then the person just removes their shirts and starts wearing singlets. Is that bold? Is it wise? <laughs> Mr. Sheza <Scherzer> is audacity. <laughs> That's the audacity to feel. Right? Now, is that bold? Does it make sense? Is it wise? Now in some places they say God led me to do it. And it's amazing how we try to use God told me to do it to cover foolishness. Even though sometimes God telling you to do stuff might look foolish. But the Bible says wisdom is justified of her. So eventually the fruit of that action will tell us whether it was wisdom or not. And that's why sometimes some of your actions will be under contention until seasons
1: prove
0: how right or how wrong you were. Right? Do we get it? All right, let me charge you up from Matthew chapter 14. In the service, I will deal with the spirit of fear. And in the next service, I will deal with taking action and making moves Uh, There's a hum in the sound that is quite distracting, distracting, distracting. Matthew 14 from verse 22 to 23. Please look over there. Oh, this is not on. Wow. All right. For time's sake, I will blaze by. Matthew 14 from verse 22. This is a very good Sunday to remember you have a Bible app on your phone and to use it accordingly as the screen is not on. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Look at your neighbor, say, When was the last time you went by yourself to pray? Wait for an answer, wait for an answer, wait for an answer. Wait for an answer. And give your own answer. Even if it's I don't remember. Now when evening came, he was there alone. Verse 24, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it's a ghost. Another one says, it's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I do not be Afraid, And Jesus answered him, uh, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out. On beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Look at you. Neighbor, say, Why did you doubt? I love that energy coming from this side. I can't seem to hear those on that side. Say, Why did you doubt? doubt. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Father, we thank you for the wisdom of your spirit. We thank you for enlightenment. We thank you for boldness, authority, and audacity. That as we as we engage the ministry of the word, as we engage the power of your spirit, that any trace, any iota, any pattern, any culture, any history of fear will be completely op- Obliterated in the name of Jesus. For those who have been held back in the captivity of conformity, for those who have been held down by the failures of the past, for those who have been intimidated by the progress of other people, for those who have been lambasted into shutting down and being quiet, Lord, let there be a discovery this morning. Let there be newness this morning. Let there be boldness this morning. Not only this morning, let it become the hallmark of a our lives and let it be the display and the demonstration of your glory on the inside of us. Let this be a rising generation that will take on big opportunities and walk in ways we've never seen before. In Jesus name we have prayed. Let your amen be louder. We know the story, I'll I'll take some time to describe a little bit of what has happened for those who might not be familiar with the story. Jesus has just gotten through feeding 5,000 people, it's an epic miracle, everybody's excited, and you can imagine he's the talk of the town. But notice this, the Bible says that he sent them away, and then he went up to a mountain time to pray. I'm not going to teach this part, but let me mention this. The time of your greatest victory is not the time to be roaming around with your fans and be saying yeah. I'm the person that did it. Because for many of us, when something great has happened, right, what do we want to do? want to chew with the boys and mix and mingle with the culture so people will know where the people that walked the miracle, who knows what I'm talking about, after you've done that big thing, you want everyone to keep hyping you. But Jesus is not soaking in the glories. He's not allowing himself to be carried away by the success, as it were. He goes to his father, and he gives his father all the glory. There are people here who should have been soaked soaring and spreading before now. But the issue is any small success, you are already basking in the glory. You're already soaking in the glory. You're already hard in the glory. But the Bible says that he sent them away and it went back to his father. Why? Because the calling of the believer is not from glory to story. It's from glory Glory to glory. So the glory that God lavishes upon you, you turn into a seed and you sow it to him. You give him his glory. You, I didn't ask you to clap, but if you're going to clap, a lot of people are not clapping, stop you from clapping. You give him back his glory. Give God back his glory. Some of you are like, God hasn't done anything for me. If you are standing on your two legs, give God glory. If you can uh, wave your hands, give God glory. If you can shout, give God Glory if you can move, give God his glory. If you're wearing red glasses, give God his glory. If you have money to fix your hair, give God. Look at somebody say, Give God his glory. Look at that person who's hiding their face and who's acting as if there's nothing God has done for them. Tell them, give God his glory. He goes up and he says, go to the other side. It's interesting because it meant that they were not going to have access to His physical presence. One of the major things we understand about the moves of the Spirit and things about God is that many times in certain atmospheres you can sense God. Is there anybody like that? Maybe during worship you just sense God or, or some points in the message. You just feel it's not just that you know that he's here. You can sense Him, right? You can feel some goosebumps in your body or something rushing down your spine or maybe fire is burning in your hands or sometimes you can feel a tingling sensation in your feet but there are other times that you can't seem to sense God Mm -hmm. (laughs) because now he said go to the other side that means I'm not physically there with you there's no physical proof that I'm with you there is nothing that you have with you that shows I'm with you apart from my word so, when it said go back to the other side, it was not physically with them, but his word was with them. What it means is if you can't sense God, but you can speak his word, God is with you. Oh, come on down. <laughs> All the stingy applauses y'all give it. If you're gonna clap, clap with boldness. If you're gonna clap, clap with audacity. Sometimes the only proof of God's presence is the word that he gave you. You can't feel anybody supporting you. You can't feel anybody sponsoring you. You can't see the schools in the UK responding to you. You haven't gotten the approval that the visa has been granted, but you know what you heard. You know what God told you during immersion. You know what God told you at the crossover service. You know what God told you when you went on your private retreat early January. You know what God told you. One of the reasons many people are scared now, deal with that head on shortly, is because you allow yourself to forgo forget who sent you. If you sent yourself, you can be scared. But if God sent you, then God will back you. You can allow yourself to back up against the wall when you know that it was God who sent you. If God sent you, He's going to support you. If God sent you, it does not matter. You can't feel the goosebumps or the sensations on your face or the fire burning. God's word is enough. Why is God's word enough? It said, in the beginning there was no boots. In the Beginning, there was no water in the beginning, there was no bread and fish, you just multiplied. In the beginning was the word. So if all I have is the word of God, it's a new beginning. If all I have is God's word, I'm on to something. If all I have is what God said to me, I'm not dying in the storm, I'm not dying on the way, I'm not dying on the voyage, I'm not dying in the middle of the transition. I am getting all the way to where God said, Jesus didn't say, Let's go and sink. He said, Let's Let's go over to the other side. I prophesy over somebody who feels stuck, who feels like January is almost ending and I can't even see anything that I've done. I can't even see any progress in my life. That devil whispering in your mind, he is a liar. Let God be true and let every man be a liar, including the fallen state of your old man. I proclaim concerning you, you will arrive alive. That amen sounds like heat is showing a shaggy. But if you know that your desperation and desire is greater than the heat you're sensing let your amen be louder who sent you who sent you Uh, are you really sure who sent you are you really sure who sent you I'm trying to minister to somebody who sent you if you sense yourself, stop it. If you are not sure who sent you, revisit it in prayer. But if you are sure it is God who sent you, you better tell that fear, shut up. You better tell depression, shut up. You better tell anxiety, shut up. You better tell your past mistakes, shut up. You better tell the losses, shut up. You better tell the culture, shut up. You better tell old Naira notes, new Naira notes that is cursed, shut up. Without money, I'm still gonna make it. Without sponsors, I'm still going to get there. Without partners, God's work will still be done in my life. Is there anybody who wants to tell Shaggy, shut up? Distraction. What are you telling to shut up this morning? It's different strokes for different folks, but shout that thing and tell us, shut Shut up. Some of you don't need to say shut up, say "Shut shut up. Who sent you? How can God send you and you are scared? How? He sent them and the word says that after they had gone at the fourth watch of the night. Now they must have said traveling maybe before the first watch of the night. The first watch of the night is six p.m. 6 p.m. is the first watch. The watch were three hours. The first watch was 6 p.m. Second watch was 9 p.m. The third watch was 12 midnight, and the fourth watch was 3 a.m. 6 a.m. is the first watch of the day. So 3 a.m., they see a spirit according to their perception. They see something that is like a spirit Walking on water. Sound team, help us. They want to change over. All right. Okay. Whilst they're changing over, be telling certain things to shut up. <laughs> Online family, we're going to switch over shortly. So if this goes off, please ensure that you stay on. I didn't say pray. See, this is the problem. <laughs> we get into religious mode. Shut up. is polite I didn't say say keep quiet say shut up say shut up
1: that
0: voice that says you will die before you're 30 yeah. that one that says you will never get married that one that says if you get married, your husband will never like you. <laughs> that one that says that ah, with all the bad things you've done in your life, your wife can never get pregnant. <laughs> that one that says ah, you forgot you had abortion, babies will never come to you. <laughs> that one that says that last money you gave sacrificially, that's the end of your life, you're finished. <laughs> the one that says, Ah, they've rejected your visa three times, you never travel more than Kotonu. <laughs> one that is saying, ah, that Nigeria is about to face Shike Pro Max in 2023. The one that is saying, oh no, you are too young, you never become a billionaire. The one that is saying, don't mind them, oh God does not really love you, how can God love someone like you? The one that possesses some of your family members sometimes to attack you for reasons you don't even know. So the point you're wondering, am I a true member of this family or now nah? <laughs> they attached me as a borrowed element? The one that is saying all oh, this loving kings is not really authentic. Oh, they just like certain people. The one that is saying this is not your church. Go to another church. The one that is saying, you see, the light has still not come on. This is the proof that this is not your home. The one that is saying, "Why are you shouting? Shut up! Shut up on your shut up."
1: Somebody shout, shout! <laughs> Practice
0: speaking to spirits. Practice it, because sometimes a thought enters your mind. You know, this is not me. Tell it, shut up. I reject you in Jesus' name. Cast you out. You have no room in my mind. Because what the enemy is trying to do is trying to secure your acceptance. Is an offer. Invitation to treat. But when the devil gives you an invitation to treat, it's actually an invitation to mistreat. So you got to retreat. Come on now. So he puts them in a boat. Somebody say, a boat. (laughs) And then he said, you guys go to the other side. Now what is a boat? A boat is a structure. A boat is a defined vessel that is designed to travel, watch this, on water. So a boat is a structure, a boat is a vessel, a boat is a means of transportation. Are boats good or not? Alright. Can boats help? Should boats be despised? Should boats be ignored? This this was one of the most advanced forms of transportation in the days of Jesus. And so getting a boat was a good thing. The boat provided security, provided speed, provided stability, because the sea would undulate, would wave with waves. So with the change in times a sense of security a sense of safety a sense of protection a sense of speed a sense of community a sense of togetherness a sense of collective progress so both are good and both are important because again what happens with people being audacious and bold is that they begin to destroy what god designed for their movement And let me just say this before I preach the happy part. No matter how much you walk on water, remember that Jesus still walks back into a boat. Oh, oh! did somebody hear that? So the fact that God said step out of paid employment does not mean you're supposed to be a perpetual CEO. The fact that God said take three Sundays out and go on a retreat does not mean you don't need a local church. Oh come on now. The fact that God said break a relationship does not mean become an isolated person. The fact that God said don't hold the microphone does not mean stop ministering. come on, can I talk to somebody? Because there's a generation that says, because I know how to walk on water, I don't need no boats. Whether you walk on water or not, you still need a boat. You still need a community. You still need structure. You still need accountability. You still need someone to say, tell tell you sit down, are you here? It was not just Peter that went back to the boat. It was Jesus that went back into a boat. So we need a generation that understands spiritual spontaneity, but it's still on a structure that can do stuff by the move of the Spirit, but they are still guided by men. Come on. Who am I talking to? We need a generation that knows that I can resolve certain things by myself, but I need some coaching sometimes, some counseling sometimes. Are you here? That the fact that I got a revelation that is trending on TikTok with one million views does not mean I can't sit down in Master master Life class my discipleship class let me just get it out of the way it was jesus that told them get in a boat but there are too many people who want to walk on water prematurely and when they drowned they said god is not good it was god's goodness that kept them in confinement until the time he said come so boats are good family is good Nine to five is good, organization is good, community, good accountability, good. No, don't do that now. Good. Oh, you're not quiet. But here is the issue with the boat. Many times we begin to define our identity by the boat, <laughs> and sometimes we hide our gifts in the boats. like the woman who had 10 coins and one of them got lost where in the house so you don't need a thief to steal from you for your gifts to be out of place sometimes it is the collective conformity that is the thief so you hide your great voice because you know joy can always sing or you know, Lushea can always sing. Or you know, Fisaya can always sing. So you know you can sing, but you hide your voice because in your mind, Jason and Cooper got it on lockdown. Oh, can we talk now? You know, you can drum. I was hailing districts earlier, drumming to the point where it was sweating as if it was the drum, it was beaten. <laughs> but you know, you can beat the drums. They're like, ah, no, now, you want you want, low now? Or districts got the six already. But you know that if, you, if we have two or three more people, we can have a rotor system where one person beats one Sunday and the other people can just be fully devoted to hearing and listening to the word. The problem with the boat, the chang but the boat is not that God did not bless us with it, It's that we forget the reason God blessed us with it was his will. And the fact that his will was to put you in the boat in the season does not mean his will is not to put you out of it after a while. Because to think that I have mastered the will of God for the entirety of my life is to make myself God over God. Which means I'm preempting God and I know how far God can go. We define ourselves by the boat. And so there are some of us, our entire definitions are about the offices we work in. Our sense of self is that I am the senior vice president of Citibank. I mean, no disrespect. (laughs) Come on. By the way, let me prophesy to to Bimbo. You're going to get to the top of your organization. you get to the top of your organization. All these amens people like to give is this. We like to define ourselves. Did you define yourself. So, who are you telling me about yourself? Say, so, I'm a very fine boy. I have my nice hair and I play the keyboard. Well, there might be words of knowledge, words of wisdom, gifts of prophecy. Are you here? Yes, sir. But we are comfortable with the constructs. Because the construct means that I don't need you to look deeply into my life for me to tell you what defines me. It takes a whole lot of vulnerability to peel off the layers people are familiar with and to expose a dimension of myself. Therefore, whenever you see anybody living authentically or organically, the person has paid a price of saying, I don't care whether you like what you see or not, I will leave my truest essence. And so living a fake life is not just a function of insecurity, it's also a sign of pride because of fake life means i am boring layers to make myself look presentable to a way that you approve of me oh come on so for many of us the boat becomes a shell and the shell leads us to the shelf how do you know that you're living in the boats because sometimes you feel less than when they don't define you by your title Or you feel less than when they don't acknowledge you working so-and-so as the head of so-and-so, as the lead of so-and-so. You just feel naked, stripped. Or you're outside of a relationship and the reason why they pain you is not because the relationship is over. It's because status has changed. So single as a Pringle, wondering where next to mingle. Yeah, oh, can I talk? You see, anybody wants to be honest? I'm in a boat, or I've been in a boat in my life. You see, you are not even raising hands. You see, you see, you see, that's what I'm saying. Name, they're still in the boats. The boat of not raising their hand. Yeah, look at them and say, like You're in a boat. so you put out a post and you discover that you don't like the likes you're getting on your post. so you've now started ticking the remove like counts oh yeah can i can i come now so people will not know now only 16 people don't like them for the next for the last six weeks they'll be entering dm like for like like i've been following for a while like me back (laughs) <laughs> you now be hustling in comment section hustling, hustling now we're now we're now we're there now there's a difference between strategic progression and intimidation what I'm talking about I'm not saying don't use taxes, I'm saying what is the why and what is the state that is sponsoring that desperate attempt So sign a boat. The reason you've not taken that bold step is that you are defining yourself by a boat. So let me not not release a single. Let me just remain as I did so. Because if I release a single and I can't post 10,000 streams in 30 days, I will be known as the guy whose single did not hit. Oh, can I talk now? So we cancel present opportunities with future apprehension. Oh, can I talk now? Maybe I just hold my side. I did. this. I'm singing to myself, my God. Meanwhile, it could just be three people that need that song in that season. Because God said that which is greatly esteemed amongst men, I hate it, I despise it. You don't know that? He said the thing that is highly esteemed Amongst men is an abomination unto God. So let me tell you, just in case you don't know, anything you see men celebrating God, that's not what God is looking at. God is always looking at the heart. So is God against one million streams? No. But what is the heart? He said, He said, One million streams? Nonsense. What's that? Because in 10 years, streams will mean nothing. It's going to be immersion. (laughs) All ready for this conversation?
1: Yeah.
0: Let me ask you, you remember that guy that had a V-boot on your street? V-boot, some of you don't even know what V-boot is. You remember V-boot?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, some say, yeah, I remember V-boot, it was a very lovely drink. Yeah. <laughs> Chidema, are you all right, this one? Shidima are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Somebody give Chitty my hug for me. Lord, they give her a hug. Right? So, that get has V boots. Uh-huh. You see? Timmy said it's a shoe. As in boots.
1: V boots. <laughs>
0: so, if I said Timbaland, you'll say nice amusement park. Timbaland like that's that's tell me you were born in the 2000s without telling me you were born in the 2000s v boots was a kind of mercedes-benz and the boots were shaped v-ish like if you keep tracing all the way down to the floor to be v and it was like rich people that had it then I remember one guy in my, in my school, she was so excited. She spoke Yoruba in school. My school, we didn't speak Yoruba. She was so excited. She said, that's mercedes 2.30. That's mercedes Verse 2.30. Big deal. Can I ask you a question? Is that a deal now? If I came next to her and said, guys, you will not believe it. I bought a boots.
1: We can go like, Pups. pups
0: I need to watch my take can you show us the V the, the boots if you can show us the back view of the so so the point is, if somebody bought a V-boot in 1988 or 2000, uh, 19, maybe 92, 94, 96, was a big deal. So amongst men, the V-boot was celebrated. But do you know what God is reading behind the V-boot? The diligence that went to create the money. The number of jobs that are created by it, the heart posture of the person, the glory the person gives to God, and the changes will make for the kingdom. Right? Do you see? Right? That's what God looks at. So in 1992, when everybody was celebrating this, God wasn't celebrating this. But when the person who bought this went to church instead of serving the car, God said, ah, correct. guy." When he gave a stranger a lift, back then it was safe to give strangers lifts. Now they might lift you and carry away, where you don't know. No. Right? Because boldness must be paired with wisdom for it to be productive. So, if the person gave a stranger a lift, doing good to strangers, that gave God pleasure. If the person did the kingdom walk faster because of the car, it gave God pleasure. If the person inspired people instead of peppering them, it gave God pleasure. So what God looks at is not how well you preserve the boat he puts you in. It's how much you focus on him in spite of the boat. And in every boat that God puts you in, he will come to test your loyalty. Are you loyal to the boat or are you loyal to me and god says i'm someone will say god i'm loyal to both <laughs> guess i choose He will give you always give you an opportunity to tempt you sorry not tempt, test you to choose so the words is the way in the boats and guess what the boats must have been quite comfortable because what then happens is that Jesus is walking from a distance. And guess what? If he's walking from a distance, they should at least be able to recognize him. So I was at House on the Rock yesterday, and after the service and everything, the meeting, then Ouch, some of you know Ouch, he said, Yeah, Pedems, I, I knew I saw you. I saw it from a distance. I saw the outline of your back. And I was like, oh, That's P-Dams. And we've not seen it in years. I mean, chat online and stuff, but we've not seen it in years. So, if you've spent time with somebody, sometimes it's their gait, or their outline, or the way they're walking. Love the way you're walking, right? It's the way they're walking. But all of a sudden, they had become so comfortable in their boats that they couldn't discern Jesus. There are people who are now so comfortable in their marriage, they define themselves as missus. Completely, not only in introduction, completely, that they don't even see themselves as daughter of Jesus. So when something is wrong in the marriage, instead of going to, my daddy, my daddy, they attack the Mister that made them missus. And that causes a lot of missus.
1: the
0: pastors, ministers where people are not getting it right we are quick to talk to the people or talk about the people but how often do we remember to intercede for them before we proceed with the knock because sometimes when you knock people's heads without knocking on the gates of heaven you will break their skulls anger I've told you, I've told you. Of course, we don't knock. Let me just be very clear. I'm not talking about physical knock. It's not a hard knock life here. Right? I'm I'm saying reprimand, challenge. Of course, some things don't need prayer. They need reminders. Amen? Like if someone really did something really bad, say, let me go and pray about it. No, don't do that. Right? But we can become so... Defined by our boats, that when Jesus is moving, we cannot see Him, we cannot sense Him. So, the one that just multiplied, you know, how somebody does something great for you, be like, I, I can never forget you, right? And maybe there are two or three people like that in your life you can't forget person has done something really amazing and I, I can never forget, Jesus just multiplied by the bread and two fish to tell you human nature, yet they can't discern him whilst it's moving Jesus just saw you through, through 2022 miraculously but third week in January you're already like, this is not Jesus, this is spirit your house rent that you were scared about you paid in October Now, you are saying God is not with you. Yet you are living in a house that is the proof. Oh, come on now. That God is with you. Look at you. You are coming today. You are stunning heads and looking good. You're like, maybe God doesn't like me. Yet to give you a fine face. That is the spirit. Because sometimes when God begins to move in a way we've not seen him before, we think it's a spirit. Can I announce to somebody that thing that seems intimidated in your life? It is not the devil. It is God trying to show you a different dimension of possibilities. It is God's invitation to another face in your journey. And it's saying that even though the boat makes you comfortable, there is life beyond the boat. There are probabilities beyond the boat. The reason you're no longer getting the job from that vendor or that contractor is that you became so comfortable as their sole provider for you and your family. So I'm calling you beyond the boats. The word says that Jesus began to walk on water, which was remarkable. He was not operating just as a man. He was operating as the son of God. What keeps us in the boats? You know what keeps us in the boats? Couple of things. Number one, comfort keeps us in the boat. The boat is comfortable. <laughs> Isn't it comfortable? Some of you got a job paying you 1.5 million, 2 billion naira a month, and then you're like, ah, this so comfortable. Oh wow, I'm making over 20 million naira year now. Oh, see, God is so good. Yes, He is. But if your life is bigger than you, 20 million naira is not enough. Over here some of you god is saying you two days sleep you'll be sleeping sleeping you Say, okay god wake me up god woke you up. please listen many of you are saying god wake me up god wake me up you said god please wake me up when you're asleep say so if you wake me up i'll answer you the question is when you are awake and give you an instruction did you listen it's now when you are asleep. Do you understand? You are awake and fully in your senses. Give that lady 1,000 naira. Say, hey, no, me. I don't want shame, disrespect though. If I want to give her money, let's be $1,000. God said, give her 1,000 naira. Why? Because God knows on her way out, while she's waiting for her Uber, her shoe will break and come out. And there's one sober the man that will be, hope your mother will be coming by to fix it and she doesn't have cash she has her atm and the guy doesn't have a pos do you understand so the things are highly esteemed amongst men that want to impress and give her god so don't impress her impress it upon her that i am with her So comfort stops us. Another thing that stops us, familiarity. We feel like we know how God moves. So I I speak about patterns a lot and sins a lot. But let me also say this to you. Sometimes when God wants to introduce you to another pattern, He breaks the previous one. So move you. So another one. Number three, which is my real assignment. Fear. Keeps us in the boat. Fear keeps us in the boat. So, some people they want to leave Nigeria now, 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 now. They are joining another kind of boat. You know, Jackpot is a boat as well. It looks cool. Uh uh-uh. uh. I said Jackpot is a boat. Damn, say say Titanic.
1: <laughs>
0: Why so? <laughs> It's not, Jogba is not a Titanic. It's the fear and the self-consciousness that is Titanic. So you can drown in Nigeria and you can drown abroad and you can drown on your way out overseas. Overseas can become under the sea. Under the sea, but that's not our portion fear that is the big deal let me show you something real quick from uh, Hebrews chapter 2 they were afraid the worst is the Jesus and they were afraid they were scared Hebrews 2 from verse 5 give it to us for he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels so the angels are not the big boys of the age to come Right? Their servants have taught you that. But one testified in a certain place saying, which seems to be indicate, indicative that it was an angel that said that statement. What is man? Okay? So a prophet overheard a conversation in the realm of the spirit. What is, a, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the Son of Man that you take care of him? What is man? (laughs) You have crowned him. You have made him a little lower than angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. And you have set him over the works of your hands. So let's stop there. Because I will skip a couple of verses. Then take us back here. He's saying that an angel looks at man. And said, What is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you even honor him, you pay attention to him? He said, This man, eh, you have crowned him with glory. Somebody say, I'm crowned with glory and honor. Glory and glory. Do you know what it means? It means anytime you are looking for glory and honor, you are already living below what God has already given to you. Whether I have a job or not, I am crowned with what? Glory. Whether I'm in Nigeria or out of Nigeria, I'm crowned with what? Whether I'm single or married, I'm what? In fact, if I am single, a single woman, I'm a crown waiting to increase the crown on my husband who's been crowned by God. Because that a good woman is a crown to her husband. So if the crown on your husband's head is already there, you are not somebody waiting for a man to crown you. You are not a tooth that they can crown. Oh, yeah, all didn't get hmm? You are a crown on top of a crown. He said, You've already crowned him. If I'm on Instagram or not, I'm crowned with. If people like me or not, I'm crowned with. If you break up with me, it's your loss. Hmm. Crown with glory and honor, and you have done what you have set him above the works of your hands. You can read more in Psalm 19 about the works of God's hands. You can read more Psalm 19, Proverbs chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 8. We're speaking about God stretching the heavens by his, by his wisdom, establishing the earth. You see all of that so all the works of god's hands birds the air the water the stars god has set man above all of that so what stops us please go to verse 10 then we'll come back here verse 10 for it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation what perfect through suffering so sufferings can be a perfection tool in the hands of god don't be quick to pray away your sufferings be quick to find the purpose of your sufferings
1: Oh. Wow.
0: Mm. Believer, punishment. That means doesn't know Ogun is calling it effort. A believer. What basically means is you can despise something valuable because you don't know the purpose of it. Some of you, the best thing that happened to you in 2022 was suffering. Because that suffering allowed it to discover the Christ sense on the inside of you. For the first time, you understood that when you get two million naira, it's not to buy shoes. <laughs> God said, give, give, give. He said no, I must look chic. You went to buy iPhone. By the time it was done, your eye needed a phone to, to amplify the tears you were crying. Why? Because three weeks after you bought that your God, the idol of your heart called a phone. The screen broke.
1: <laughs>
0: then you gave the guy to fix it. And I said, I don't know what's happening. Somewhere somebody carry and go. You said through suffering is that I'm bringing myself to glory alright let's continue then for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one for which reason he is not ashamed to call them you're going to need this brethren you're going to need this Saying, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will sing to you. This is Jesus now, not afraid to call us brothers. Look at the neighbor, say, Jesus is my bro. (gasps) Say, Hope you're my bro, too. Say, Hope you're my sis. I don't want to be your son, I to be your wife, <laughs> no cease me into singleness. So, just not ashamed. I'll come to that in the text. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you, and again, I will put my trust in Him. And again, here am I, and the children whom the Lord has given to me. Now, listen to this: in as much then as the children that is the children of God, those who will be bequeathed by Him or begotten by Him in as much as children have partaken of flesh and blood. It does not mean that they were cannibals. That's not what it's saying here. Like partaking, and it's not talking about communion. It's talking about that they have flesh. They have put on flesh and blood. They are of the human stock, human species. He said he himself likewise likewise shared in the same. So Jesus also took on or partook of flesh and blood. Are you here? Yes. That through what? Death. He might destroy him who had the power of. So the reason for the incarnation was for the crucifixion. The reason for crucifixion was for the demonstration of victory over death. Now spirits don't die. So Jesus in the spirit saying to death, I've defeated you. We already know but it means that anybody who's of flesh and blood will never be able to walk in a legitimate victory over death so Jesus said I will not conquer death as a spirit I will take on flesh and blood and conquer death as a man oh yeah, shut up. there are things that God can give you without you but God wants to use you to shame the devil. That this girl that was used and abused, raped at 13, molested at 17, and got married at 27 can still become a model wife for generations. Your life is God manifesting His points proven in the spirits. Oh, are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? He said the whole reason for this he saw so that He wants to show death. Oh, little. In other words, death, you are not death enough to kill me. That's why Jesus said, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down. And I'm going to pick it up again. Are you following this, Tolu? He says, "Through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil who had the power of death. Who?" Presenters or pastors? Presenters or pastors? When Jesus appeared in Revelation, He said, I hold the keys of life and death. And guess where that key really was in the original theme in the beginning? Death and life are where? This is the reason for Jesus, oh my God. This is the reason for Jesus to collect that key. He tasted death. How do you taste? Because the power is in the tongue. The power is in the taste. This is the reason when God wants to do big things, He will speak it to you first because He wants you to believe and then speak it to yourself. I'm taking nations. I'm taking territories. I'm moving to the north, the east, the west, and the south. I'm not staying in my boat. High five your neighbor. Don't stay in that boat any longer. I'm getting there. Look at verse 15. See verse 15 now. See it, see it, see it. Verse 15 media. He said, and release those who through the fear of death were subject to. So that means that fear brings. Fear brings bondage to the past bondage to your cares bondage to familiarity bondage to the boats bondage to past success bondage to disappointment it is the fear of death but listen it is not the fear of hey i'm going to die oh that's not a fear there it's not the fear of ah i will die no it is that the death the separation of man from god that is spiritual death producing every human being fear that's why sometimes you don't know why, but you sense fear. Oh, come on now! The enemy is trying to push upon you or impose upon you one of the attributes of fallen man. The fallen man always has fear. He visits him cyclically. That's why he runs from pillar to post. He always thinks they are enemies. The Bible says, "The wicked runs when nobody pursues him, but the righteous." Oh, where my lions are? Because where are my lions? Where are the lion warriors? Where are the lion kings? You're not Mufasa, but you're a lion king. Where are you? He said to release those who through the fear of death were all in their lifetime subject to bondage. So when people are on in the fear of death, they are in bondage. They are in a bond over an age. Yes, their gifts are bound, their expressions are bound, their potentials are bound, their possibilities are bound, their giftings, their abilities are bound, all through their lives. I don't know who exactly I'm preaching to, but there's got to be somebody under the sound of my voice who is saying, I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer bound. I refuse. I refuse to be bound. Some of you are still so bound. You're still bound to your seat. I refuse to be bound. I refuse to be shackled. I refuse. I refuse to be limited, I refuse to be held down. Please, I'm gonna look at somebody who looks like they are free and tell that person, I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer bound. I've been released, I've been set free, I've been liberated. The fear of death has no room in my life. High five your neighbor, say, I'm no longer. You shout and release it. Some of you are shouting like. I said, release the shout from the belly. What's your name? Pardon? I urge you release the sound from your belly. All of them were bound. Do you know that sometimes we hide that bondage under? I don't feel like. I don't think it's time let's see how it goes I'm just watching it. both bondage there but well, guess what he saw Jesus Peter they saw the spirit Say so said go go he said uh, it is I do not be afraid and the waves of the water carried his voice they could hear it he said if it is you tell me to come if it is you, give me Hebrews 2, I think verse 6 or something, where it says, it's not a shame to call us brethren. If it is you, tell me to come. Come on now. If it is you, find the verse. It's not a shame to call us brothers. If it is you, tell me to come. What kind of audacity is that? This one said, is a spirit. People are saying it's a spirit. And Peter said, if it is you tell me to come. You know what that means? The implication, the indication of that is that if this is what spirits do, me to have a spirit. Some of you are about to do spirit things. Oh, where are those? Where are those? Where are those? I was sent to this morning. It's for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified, in other words, the one who's sanctifying and the one who is not even perfect yet. I don't get it right like Jesus yet, <laughs> but this is the point are all of one, for which reason he is not so when Peter said to Jesus if it is you, tell me to come the typical African leader African priest, I've been going shenny did you pray on the mountain all night with me? oh y'all didn't yo- are you hearing this? the typical person will be like me do you know where I got my anointing? I prayed all night you did not do January fasting now you're wondering why things are slowing down Get this. I'm trying to show you something. So, If you want things to be fast, you have to fast. Are you getting the point? Jesus doesn't say, wo. He was, wo. The tree of the nose is far from the forest of the forehead. Where are you coming from? Jesus did not say that. Why? He said, For both he who sanctifies and those who are being of, all of, all of Jesus is spirits, Peter is, if spirits walk on water and Jesus did it, guess what Peter is going to do, guess what Peter is going to do. He said, just tell me, come. I don't want to be presumptuous. I'm not moving on my potential. I'm moving based on your invitation. If I know it's you, Jesus, I'm coming. If I know you are, Yakuba let Oh Lord, stir up in this house. People who are daring and bold enough to say, I will walk on water at the master's invitation. I will walk on water at the master's call. I will step out of the boat. Something my family has never done before. Something the nations have never ever seen before, something the environment has not been prepared for, where are those who are going to be walking on a water, I take authority over the atmosphere of your mind, the atmosphere of your lives, and I proclaim that the spirit of fear is perpetually broken in the name of Jesus, How me go to seven people, tell them it's time to take action, it's time to step out of the boat, it's time, oh, can I get somebody on the drums, It's time to take action. It's time to step out of the boat of conformity, of the boat of familiarity, of the boat of comfort, on the boat of fear.
1: Step out. Step out.
0: You're on the bus and God said pay for everybody on the bus. Pay for everybody on the bus. Yeah. Said God is my last money. God says, are you living out of your pocket or out of my budget? Yeah. many believers are bored is that they are both believers. And when the invitation comes to do something extraordinary they are too intimidated. Are you here? They said, come! Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out listen Jesus will invite you but he won't move your legs out of the boat for you. Uh, I hope somebody's spirit is jumping. I hope somebody's moving. I'm telling you that there are unicorn businesses under the sound of my voice. I I have no doubt about it. I have no doubt about it. There are people here who will be investors and stakeholders in cryptos and have their own currencies and have their own NFTs. There are people here that with one NFT, they will sort out 10,000 food meals for King's Kitchen. I'm not hyping you up. He said, he that sanctifies and he that is being sanctified. They are both of one. Look at your neighbor. Say, who's your daddy here? <laughs> Say, who's your daddy? Say, you have the cheese. You have the genes of Jesus. I've got Jesus genes in me. There's no fear in my gene. There's no weakness in my gene. I'm not living out of my personality. I'm living out of my Savior. In Him I live. In Him I move. In Him I have my being. The sing of fears, broken. All the other disciples. Can I get some men? Please just come. Let's all sit on the floor. Oh my word. Oh, everybody was in the boat. More, 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 more. There were 12 disciples. Uh, make it 11 so there will be no Judas. But, but everybody was on the boat. Come, come to the side. Oh, maybe some people were snoring. Come on, y'all. Get your snoring game on. Snoring on the boat. Some people were swinging to the rhythm of the boat. Because as it moved on the sea, the boats were bought to the left and to the right. And some maybe were snoring and then the soul Jesus afar ah! off He's a spirit. He's a spirit. Ah, well, let me just jump on that. He's a spirit. He's a spirit. That's because some of you are about to become the shayu for your generation. You're about to get them drunk in the Holy Ghost. When they consume your content or drink your message or attend your courses, they're going to see that. And then Jesus said, come. The only boy like, ah, okay, how far? You sure say if you do. They said, don't believe me. Just watch. Just believe. Don't believe me. Just watch. Uh, I'm not funk, but I'm going uptown.
1: Uh
0: He's, the Bible says that he said, Do not be afraid, give me the one that says he steps out of the boat. I can imagine his heart maybe was beaten because sometimes we think biological fear is a spirit of fear. The fact that your heart is beaten does not mean you're not beating in the rhythm of God's heart. Your heart might be beaten, but you walk by faith and not by sight. You walk by faith and not by feelings. You walk by faith and not by your finances. You walk by faith faith and not by your friendships. You walk by faith and not by familiarity. He stepped out on the boat and all of a sudden the water said, <laughs>
1: The water took on a
0: form that could handle the feet of a man. Let me show you from Hebrew, so that you will see it. <laughs> Get ready to close so if you want to shout. This is the time to Shout. Verse five. Let me show you this. He said he has put all things under the works of his hands. Put. uh, He has not put the world. uh, The angels. Keep going. Keep going. Verse six. But once it's find a certain place, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you take care of him? And then you set him above all the works of your hands, being lower than angels. That's actually wrong translation. Angels says Elohim. You've made him a little lower than God. You have crowned him with glory and honor, and set him over the works of your hands. Give me some works of God's hands. The sea, Is it the works of God's hands. Yeah. The elements, the waves, the mountains. All right.
1: Verse eight. You have put. You have put
0: in subjection. Oh. feet are stepping into corridors this feet will carry the gospel to the nations he said you have put all things in subjection so you will not know what will bow to you until you step on it until you step on it. It's under your feet. Somebody say it's under your feet. That problem is under your feet. That challenge is under your feet. That disappointment is under. The loss is under. Somebody say under my feet. Oh, things so why did he ask for jesus to say if it's you let me come because the authorization you need is the authorization of the word and if you have the authorization of the word you will secure the authorization of the men god has put in place he said all things so guess what where were their feet here where where
1: where
0: were their feet here in the, in the boat. So what was in subjection to them? The boat. Haven't you seen, as long as you made survival your projects, you've survived?
1: Because survival is under your...
0: If you make responsibility for nations, your projects. Oh, come on. Who was I sent to deliver this morning? I! you're about to say marie batiche that means you will find a way to do it you will always find help to do it the reason it's so many believers are thinking about survival so every miracle that comes into their life is personal survival sized that's how you've survived you put your feet out to keep body and soul together what if you start stepping out to keep nations under the cross and under the blood Bigger dreams, bigger expectations for the kingdom. What if we step out to build cities where our songs are being played every day? <laughs> are you here? What if we start farms where we can feed people, as in the oldest men that the poor will glean off that? So as we supply Iraq and Iran, metric tons of food, we have 10% for pastors, another 10% for strangers, orphans, and widows. So it's like, I need to eat. Forget yourself. You are God's responsibility. The nations are your responsibility. That's why I said, ask of me. I will give you the nations. God is saying, I will not take care of the nations without going through you. Oh, Lord, help me now. Is somebody's kingly anointing rising? Step out! But I don't have the money. Is it God sending you? Your biggest point is, is it God? If you can settle that, it is settled. If you are not sure it's God, don't be presumptuous, you might drown. and that's why you see the progress of a believer is inseparable from fellowship and communion because for you to know that is God you must commune with him to know yeah. never leave me dry when I come, come to me
1: from
0: the church you understand I walked on water can you imagine he said, it's not a shame to call us brothers. Listen, God is not pale and come. God is not intimidated by your progress in life. Come. Jesus was not trying to hold the record of the only man that walked on water. <laughs> yes, the joy of Jesus is that which I do. You're doing it! Because yes. yes. I'm a picture of your possibilities. Ah. I came to show you what God designed for man to be able to do John said my little children I'm always excited to hear that you're doing well It's yeah. only a bad leader that doesn't want followers to do as well as he does yeah, you know. bad or maybe insecure or untrained or fleshly canal because Jesus he didn't say ah I have a world record I'm the only person that ever walked on water Peter walked on water can I ask you? He said, is put all things under subjection to the feet of man. Does it mean that if Judas stepped out, could he walk on water? Yes! Yes. Thomas, could he walk on water? Yes! Philip, could he walk on water? Yes! Man, that's why many times, many times, When God has visited the church with ideas, inspiration, innovation, and people have religious, pardon me, people have religious condom over their minds. The seed of God cannot percolate. They only see it as a religious idea or religious thing. God then throws it to an unbeliever. And it does a Tesla or a SpaceX or a Microsoft because the believer is so consumed about where I must sit in church. And why I'm not on the preaching roster this month? And why nobody called me usher this? When God wanted you, are you usher Raymond? He wanted, <laughs> he wants to usher raise that will be a mount for your generation. This year, we'll create the foundations, individual and corporately, for big things that can scale. Forms.
1: Step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. Step out of
0: the boat. Step out of the boat. This is my closing charge. Step out of the boots. Step out of the boot. Some of you are in a relationship and you know this guy is too small for your destiny. And it's not from a place of this. It's not from a place of covetousness. You know your spirit is always groaning, and crying. You are talking about big things. They say, hey, you, every time you every time you'll be dreaming big, you better be realistic. You better be realistic. Please, anytime somebody tells you to be realistic, ask them what's your definition of reality? because I discovered that when you speak about prosperity it has levels in people's minds find out what's your rea- what's your definition of reality are we here put all things in subjection to his feet I didn't have enough time in the service I need to run but don't be second service if you can stay for that walking on what a Jesus says to Joshua, God says to Joshua, Anywhere, the sole of your foot will tread upon that I've given to you. He says he will order your steps. Why is he ordering your steps to the places that he has already subjected to you? See, the territories you're going to take, listen, it's called take territories. Why? You're going to go and take it because it's been given. why we say worship first because worship clears your eyes to know it's jesus and not the spirit you begin i want you to pray as we close the prayer is not oh god take spirit of fear away the praise i respond to you god he said come say wherever i hear the direction of that coming i will go i respond to you god hey P- Line is stepping out. And they're like, why, why, why is Pila? No. I'm happy to see him progress. When I say stepping out, he's not leaving, No. Say so, ah, P line stepping out of kings. No. Some of you, even if you leave kings, you will carry kings with you to wherever you are going.
1: <laughs>
0: right? When I'm saying the progress. Pray. Say, Lord, I refuse to stay in the boat. Some of you, you saw your granddad die in that boat. You saw your dad die sadly in that boat. You saw your mom struggle all through our life inside that boat some of you your parents are still in the boat some of you can see your old brother your older sister in that boat and you've been in that boat but as you pray this morning something is breaking can
2: you pray this morning I step out. I step out. I step out. Out of comfort, out of familiarity, out of fear, I step out. Declare this morning I'm stepping out. I'm taking that first step. I'm taking that first step. Oh, everything has been placed under my feet. Subjected. I'm stepping out. I'm taking that action. It doesn't have to be perfect. As long as it is God. As long as it is you, oh God. As long as it is you, oh God. I'm stepping out. I'm taking that action. Oh, where have you seen that you have become comfortable? Begin to call yourself out. Speak to yourself. Minister to yourself let deep call on to deep this morning draw yourself out i'm stepping out i'm taking action as i meditate on the Word this week i take action I begin to see clearly. I begin to see the things that God has placed under my feet. I step out. Step out in the name of Jesus. No more limitation. No more small-mindedness. I see far. I take those mega strides. I take those massive moves in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God is at work within me. He has been Ah, uh, Yes, those territories that He has given to me, I take them in the name of Jesus. Can I get a brain house this morning? Begin to see in the Spirit. Begin to picture those things that you need to step out of. And declare this morning in the corporate gathering. And declare, declare. Call yourself out. Call those things and say, you, I'm stepping out of you. Complacency, I'm stepping out. Mediocrity, I'm stepping out. Fear of starting up, I'm stepping out of you this morning. Our Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and we give you praise, our God. Because we are one with you, God. Because you have called us out, O Lord Jesus, and you have said, Wherever the soul of our feet will tread upon, O Lord, that land you have given us to us, we step out. We step out in faith. No more fear. No more fear, no fear here, no limitations, no small-mindedness. I'm taking those territories, I'm taking that step, no matter how small, it is the simple steps that lead up to a longer journey and take you to where God has destined you to be. Thank you, Jesus, because you have granted us the grace of God to step out. We give you all the praise, our God. In Jesus' name, how's to I hear the loudest amen. You have given in a while.
0: Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Glory to God.
0: Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name
1: and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this how